10 years, three boys, one question, are we friends? Hello, I apologize for the informal nature of this conversation, but of course I can't see you being now 50 years in the past. However, I want you to know that I'm glad that you've listened to this, unless, of course, our accuracy of 98.8 was somehow off. Anyway, by this point, you've probably avoided all crises and are moving, as we knew you would, to the inevitable next stage of the grand plan, which is listening to this show, which is called Are We Friends? I am your co-host, Taylor. I am your co-co-host, Brian. And I'm Jorge. And this is the show where three boys (laughs) explore the very last refuge of the incompetence, no, not violence, but podcasting. This is Are We Friends? Uh, This week... I can immediately tell that you you read Foundation (laughs) and did not listen to the audiobook. I because uh, that is not how Harry Seldon is played. <laughs> no, I I did actually listen to the audiobook today, but uh, as I was doing it, I w- I had both going up at the same time because I mm-hmm. forgot until yesterday <laughs> that we were doing oh. Foundation, so I had to blitz through this book. Luckily, it's not long, so I was able to no. read significant portions of it, which I can do much faster than listening to, and then listening yes. to as I'm like walking around to fill in the rest of it. But that is absolutely what I imagined. Um, it what it's he re, your voice reminded me of Donald Harry Glover's Selden. character in Atlanta when he plays <laughs> when like he's in white face, whatever Perkins white, yeah 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 that's how he talks the whole time yeah um yes this is we're we're doing Foundation by Isaac Asimov today it is my first like book that I've done I did pick a very short entertaining book and that's I great. told you months ago and reminded you repeatedly this isn't and this I told you hey here months ago. <laughs> <laughs> that I was going to end up reading it the night before. Yes. yes. I just I wanted just... everyone to be aware that I would not do that to to my friends. Um, but yeah, I, I picked this book because it is like one of the more recent ones that I've like read and actually become enamored by. Books, I mean. <laughs> I'm not a big reader. Um, and because the there's a Foundation TV show coming out. Uh, On oh, Apple TV, really? right? On Apple TV, that's why we're doing it, oh. so we can get ahead of that. I, oh, great. I'm imagining, so I cannot watch that too. Awesome, you're gonna have to because it's gonna be on the show. I'm hoping, I'm hoping that they do it very and oh, anthologically, you know, because it is like it's the five distinct eras that they're like in in Foundation, and I would love for like different cast five ep- or like ten episodes, two episodes <laughs> each going through. That's it, you know. Just I, I know <laughs> they're not. What do you say that it is like? Whatever you're thinking, the opposite is further. <laughs> <laughs> I've I've only seen a trailer, and I've, it's really from looking at the cast list of characters. Yeah, the names of the characters in that, based on that, I'm pretty sure they're not starting at the beginning of Foundation. They're not starting with any of the sequels to Foundation. They're starting with the prequels that came after the sequels. Oh, God. Way, way later that after Foundation written was written by Asimov. No, they were. They were. Oh, these were. Okay. Asimov so did like. Uh, like a foundation trilogy and I think two sequels and then two prequels. He did the retro. Is, yeah. Okay. Is Harry Seldon one of the characters or? Yes. Okay. Thank God. 
Yeah, the two prequels are like Harry Seldon throughout his whole life, which is kind of cool because it is just like from him as a young man all the way till the end. Um, and <laughs> you could tell it's it's uh, Isaac Asimov also being old because the end of the second prequel is just Harry Seldon reflecting on how fucking old he is and how everybody <laughs> he knows is dead and he doesn't know if his shit is ever going to amount oh, to anything. No. I love it. <laughs> I loved the idea because they talk about like uh, in the second or the third section, uh, the mayors. Uh, no, sorry, it's the end of the second section, the encyclopedist, when we get that first Selden moment, right? Like when the first mm-hmm. like video cube or whatever comes out and they talk about him like in a wheelchair. But I'm like, didn't we just see you like six months ago? What happened to you, man? Like, yes. <laughs> fuck, that hit oh, you hard. And he has rapidly. a line like, my unexpected paralysis. Like, but- <laughs> By what? <laughs> like, what happened? It was, anyway, that's why I had the voice, because I was just imagining him like Charlie um, in that one episode of It's oh, Always Sunny, oh, just like in the wheelchair. The flowers for Charlie <laughs> yeah, voice. Exactly. Um, I'm not going to harp on this for too long, but real fast to touch on Asimov. Um, pretty sure he's just, I don't, when I've looked him up before, I'm trying to find it again now, uh, he's not like actively like as horrible as people like Lovecraft were, but he was like a, like a, like a dirty bad man his whole life. Like lots of like, um, inappropriately like touching women in public, you know, like the yeah. very like handsy, uh, not nice sounds about to, right. to women kind of, kind of thing. I think that's like most of what I found as far as what he's been up to. That is bad. <laughs> so he's just like, like, we always got to go. We culture. always do this. We always just go. <laughs> hey, real quick. We're going to go through this beloved literal foundational piece of science fiction literature. That was a huge creep though. We gotta, we gotta acknowledge gotta it if we're gonna consume gotta the media. Absolutely. Speaking That's of that all. foundational aspect, one hilarious that that Ooh. terrible aspect of like con culture is President Isaac Asimov, but also the number of things in this book um, that immediately like, oh cool, I see this like idea, this intellectual capital being used across sci-fi hyperspace, um, and I don't know how many of these that he coined. Or used for the first time. A lot of them. Yeah. I, I, it makes... <laughs> Quite a few. It makes sense. Like, hyperspace, like, the way that he talks about atomic power. Like, there's a couple of devices and gadgets and, like, way the set society would work. Like, oh, yeah, this is just, like, shaping what science fiction is going to be for the next 80 years. Like, anytime there's a space-faring um, series, what it, what it really reminded me of uh, was this is a prequel to Dune and it was incredible Mm. to like that same sort of like, cool when we have the technology and for whatever reason, like it's, it's getting away from us or that's no longer an option. You still have an advanced society of human beings. What's the only tool left politics. And like, now I'm going to write my book and it's like, Oh, this is fucking awesome. I love this shit. (laughs) I think it's a really good, like beginner sci-fi book too. Cause he doesn't go too hard on any one thing. He doesn't sit there and describe all of the mechanics of every piece of machinery. I would blow my brains out if he did. But he does like say like how things work a little bit. It's like as if while he was writing, he's like, "It'd be cool if it worked like this," and he just like gives you a quick little description. Quick you know, <laughs> it's like a, enough context, right? Yeah. Uh, so you, everything like does feel cool, and like he has thought it out, but he doesn't like he doesn't harp on anything. No, literally nothing does he ever. Sit the, yeah, he just blasts through this whole book. Yeah, um, he doesn't have time. He put this. He wrote the book. It could have made it as long as he, he wants to, Brian. I, first of all. No, he couldn't have because if this had gone at a 
slower pace, I think everyone who read it would have just been like, I'm not reading this. I see I you haven't read the rest of the Foundation series. It's true. Maybe Does he, it begin maybe to he... really slow down? Because like, just for, for everybody's clarification, this takes place over 150? 200, 200 years. 200 years-ish? Something like that? And I'm like, it's good. It's definitely good. If he slowed down and just started going year by year by year, I would be like, stop. I can't do this anymore. Yeah. So the to give you an idea of like what the rest of the series is like, this one is writ- it has five parts to it. There's like four short stories that he did, and then like the the beginning is actually something that he wrote afterwards to like start to kick tie, it off yeah. and tie it all together. The psycho historians. Okay. That first section is the, the yeah the okay. psycho historians. Um, that's why that one's like really short and it's just more of like an intro piece. Um, so that's one book. It's the shortest of all the books. Five parts. The next book, uh, which I believe is uh, <laughs> Foundation and Empire, mm-hmm. uh, is two parts, I believe. And it's, again, like two completely separate parts, but it is a longer book and it is two parts. And then <laughs> the uh, <laughs> the second Foundation is one part. And then I think the two sequels are like continuing that one story. And then the same thing with the two prequels is all just one story. <laughs> really going Jesus through Christ. Interesting. Uh, he just kept getting longer and longer winded and like here it is all about the politics and like his cool ideas of like society and like how this thing turns out over like a very long it's not very focused on individual character like it is within each section it but, shows like, the overtime effects of action it shows that kind of yeah. ripple effect out and his sort of- his mindset is clearly on like larger machinations and like how things unfold over time in like grander society mm-hmm. by the end of it it is like there's old men in spaceships and there's like big breasted alien women that are whole planets that want to sleep with them like it goes oh. like full like what, what is it you always say taylor she breasted boobily like, <laughs> she, like she breasted boobily <laughs> down the stairs like, <laughs> you just watch him become a dirty old man throughout oh, the course of the great. series okay well, you watch him Hilarious. reveal himself to be a dirty old man. Yeah. so it's just well, like dude start don't read as past nobody's trying <laughs> I actually love them. I'd say you can still get the original trilogy. Okay. If you, you can, it'll, the decline happens during that trilogy. <laughs> so if by the time you finish the trilogy, you're being like, oh, this is getting, this is getting harder for me. Then maybe you can stop because it's only going to get worse. It never gets better again. It, it just keeps going. There was actually, gets in the first prequel, there is like a crazy twist that I was like, oh my God. That's that doesn't usually happen to me. They got me. They got me pretty fucking good. I felt pretty fucking stupid for not realizing. And it's but funny when that, something in like an older piece of literature gets you. Like, damn, that shit. Okay, you got me eighty years in the future. That's gotta feel. <laughs> you still got yeah. me. Yeah. You son yeah. of a bitch. <laughs> and I, I think that's going to be in the the TV show that's coming out. So I'm wondering if they're oh. going to be able to at all handle it because it kind of required it being in book format to work, but. Okay. Um, also, didn't this... it require you having to read all of the other stuff and then go back to it and go surprise us? No, no, no. This was this is an was isolated. Oh, isolated oh, thing. gotcha, gotcha. I thought you were saying they retroactively twisted. Whoa, that would have been crazy. I would. That's why I was like, oh my fucking god, that's that's incredibly yes. like considerate of them. But to uh, kick off this yeah. this foundation, foundation one is. The, the first section is the psychohistorians. We see one character go and meet Harry Selden, who is a professor, scientist type guy who has discovered what they call psychohistory. And it is just a way to use mathematics to be able to make fairly accurate predictions about how society will unfold over time. Mm-hmm. Um, and it is very specifically large groups of people. And it requires that 
nobody it no people in there know what psychohistory has predicted or else they start messing everything up and it can't account for like the actions of individual people and that's that alone that's like really the basis for this whole thing um harry selden lives in a time period in the way off future where there is one empire that has like taken over most of the galaxy this is a world of many planets they uh he sees that the empire is crumbling and is there's going to be how many fucking years of barbarism? Like 30,000. 30,000 years of barbarism, which is like what they call it when like all like all these planets are just scattered to the winds and everybody's constantly warring and they're just warlords taking a feudalism for us. Uh, and so he starts this grand plan in order. He like he says the fact the empire is done no matter what. Yeah. But if his plan, if you can pull off his plan, then it'll like uh, shrink it down to. To what a few? It was just a couple 1, thousand. Right? It was, was one thousand. Just, just one thousand years of barbarism, <laughs> um, abject terror and horror. Yeah, and you see like how how the, like the logic of all these stories is going to work right in that first one where he like they find out what he's doing. They think he's against the empire. They're worried about him being like a witch. Basically, they call him the Raven, Raven Selden. Oh, Raven um, Selden. Yeah. Yeah, and so they like banish him out to the periphery uh, under the the pretext of creating an encyclopedia that will gather all knowledge because they like he tells them that having this encyclopedia of knowledge is what will allow people to like not forget everything we've learned so far so that like science can pick up where it left off once everybody kind of cools down the encyclopedia galactica <laughs> So like, and that's a got fucking it's, that's hard reading that word nice yeah. <laughs> that's the equivalent of um Princess whatever's intros in Dune at the beginning of every Princess chapter. Princess Irulan? Yeah. Oh, Irulan, yeah. 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 At the beginning of most chapters, they have entries from the Encyclopedia Galactica, which, yes, does make me pretty erect to say. Yeah. Uh, it's like a super... I, yeah, that's an, I didn't even think about that connection, but like Brandon Sanderson does it in a ton of his fucking Oh, my books. God. Um, uh, Frank Herbert does it in at least Dune. Uh, but yeah, but having excerpts from something that takes place after the conclusion of the story as like some sort of biography of it or account of it and like using that as your introduction to different sections or chapters. Don't know if Asimov is the first one to do it, but like super yeah, huge that sci-fi. A good one. That I don't know. It's great just because you can get like a quick little fun fact about something else in the world without them having to introduce more characters. <laughs> like, you know, it's it kind of lazy, super honestly. Super easy way to like, we're going to do some fucking exposition right now. World building. <laughs> exactly. Or it's like uh, fucking Dune has like four appendices in it. It's just nah. like, okay, sure. Sure. Yeah. So they, so he's getting sent off to, to make the encyclopedia. Well, he's not going to like a, his, his people. His, his hundred like, thousand to send a hundred thousand men, women, yeah. and children off that are to part of the uh, terminus to terminus at the edge of the galaxy. Yes, like his the Selden project. Uh, and you're like, cool, Encyclopedia Galactica. I'm on it. I understand. And he's like, no, you idiot. That was just a trick to get the Empire to send us out there so we can work on a real plan, which is using psychohistory to control current events. To make this whole project go, which go underway. they don't find out about until Terminus has been like found the, the foundation has been there for 50 years and they're hit, running into troubles. They've got a bunch of they do. They have like a college board running this 
oh planet. I love that what, they're called the, the encyclopedias. The encyclopedias, yes. and I love that it's the board of trustees, like literally, yeah. like a publication would have. Like, you know, and yeah, and this is this is the uh, the second part. Now it takes fifty. It takes place fifty years after the uh, the psychohistorians. The yeah. first part. And what what made me just cringe is uh, when Hardin, when Harry Seldon comes out. Uh, in this recording and says like well now that you're here and you're stuck because if my predictions were right you don't have a way back now here's what you have to do and i know you'll do it because you don't have any other choice now um like you if you think you have options you haven't reached the point that i knew was coming where you will have no options but to fulfill my plan which is by the way you guys are the new empire in a thousand years yeah, and that's that's kind of like what each one of these stories take place around what what is called a uh, a, Seldon, a crisis, a Seldon, a crisis. Seldon crisis, Seldon crisis. Yeah, uh, it's like Which... things have gotten so bad that you literally don't have any choices left, and that's like how Harry Seldon was able to control what what you're doing is he can't control individual people like on a cultural level, like on a, the society level. Mm-hmm. Things need to have gotten like so many ways out need to have been chopped off that there is only one path forward. That is all the machinations of Harry Seldon. And like what 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 the psycho history really I think dramatizes is there are general cycles that we like to imagine societies go through. Like, mm-hmm. um, I w- I was thinking very much like, all right, do do these stages work? Um, that he's kind of predicting out in this first one. Like, yeah, Hellenistic Greece kind of does it. Rome sort of does it. Where there's you know, um, initially some sort of uh, establishment and expansion there's a religious period religion religiosity kind of gives way to a nationalism and a, a eventual plutocracy and that's sort of where we leave it like all right that makes sense i mean that's kind of the history of europe over the last 200 years right yeah i that's i i don't yeah. know i've always for me it is such like fun <laughs> science fiction that i'm like i feel like you need a pretty intimate knowledge of like history like something like closer to like what you have would know about taylor i'm like i don't fucking know i'm not gonna <laughs> pretend i know how societies unfold i know this is cool <laughs> i know that this is cool yeah it's yeah it's good it, it is and i i like that psychohistory worked for me as a device like as a possibility because they they give it stipulations like nope have no idea what individuals are doing there's no way to know that but i do know generally law of large numbers that Mm-hmm. Certain trends have an inertia to them, and it takes an equally large human force in order to change the course of that inertia. And like, yeah, all right, cool. That's a great line. Um, works for me. I believe it. I, I did enjoy the... And I don't... I, I think in this book, there is only the one... Is two recordings of Harry? Yes, that only show two. up? There's two of them? And there are little... Or I don't remember how close they are together, but like he he very much and brings 80 up eighty years after the foundation of found yeah. Of so there's only those the there's those two that we see. I mean, mm-hmm. there presumably were others, but maybe not. And I, I like that because he I think he talks about like it's very rocky at the start, but if I can get like certain things that are really tough and very nebulous going it's so much easier that it will just set itself off in the direction because so many people are already involved and in motion that I'm going to have like a 99% chance of success in doing this. Right. But like he has to be involved. Like he has to show up 50 years later to say, okay, spoiler alert to you guys who are here, who are running the foundation, new plot. You got to move like this. And they're like, okay, we'll fucking figure it out. Like I, I enjoyed, I enjoyed that 
But also, I enjoyed the kind of turnaround of that, which was by the end, by 150 years, by the end of this book, 150 years later, the entire elite are aware of what a Selden crisis is and mm-hmm. know exactly, like, are using every, it too many people a- are in on this plan. Like, Selver yeah. Harden and the council, technically, the board of trustees were like four people at Six that point. people, total. But yeah, like, exactly. Like, six people are in on it. And Selver Harden is the only one who really does anything with it. One guy is basically like, I'm aware of psycho history and yeah. what he's trying to do. So by far I'm my gonna, favorite character, by the way. I'm gonna like. I he's, mean, he's awesome. He's trying to hold. I, I love him because he's trying to hold the wheel. Like, like he's just trying to touch it as little as yeah. he can because he knows that the more he touches it, the more well, he studied psycho history a little bit as a, when he was. He young, had psychology. So he, like, he didn't even have psycho history. He had psychology they, from an old Taylor half alive the- person. In the physical book, do they still call it psychohistory? Yeah. So in the okay. psychohistorians, oh, they call it psychohistory, change. but they talk about it, like they begin to use the word psychohistory and psychology seemingly interchangeably, oh, only okay. with Harden. Uh, they also do that in the book then. Yeah. Okay. 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 Because like, I that makes a, more sense. I've been confused about this forever because when I first was getting this book on Audible, one of the reviews was like, I don't know why they changed this, the word psychohistory to psychology. It's stupid, and we would have understood it's fine. And I've always been like, did they change the word only in the audiobook? They did. What is it like in the book? I don't have a copy of the book. That is really, really good to know. Yeah, they just That's start using it interchangeably. Strange, That's very For strange. only at a short period of time. Yeah, I, I'm sorry. Let me, let me get, get this right. I, that's what they do in the audiobook. If you're asking me about like what they do in the physical book at that point, like mm. I did not read that particular gotcha. section. I was just listening oh, to it and understood that, like, okay, this is what we have using no it. idea. Yeah, I, yes. I can check, but I know I don't have that answer right yeah. now. I we would have to check. Okay. definitely like in That'll later. Be a later. In later books, for sure, it just goes back to psychohistory. So I don't know why they start calling it psychology. That's well, but it is the same thing. Okay, it, that very much confused me because my understanding was he wasn't teaching him psychohistory. He was teaching him psychology to manipulate people, like to talk about how people do things in general. And then he got shown psychohistory by, like Harry Seldon opened him up to the idea of psychohistory mm-hmm. when he said. I'm a psycho historian, blah, 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 blah. Like, you know, review. Yeah. Uh, well, it was some, it was some other guy that teaches Harding because uh, Harry Sullivan doesn't the only go to person, Exactly. There's one, the one old appointed. aging, pretty yeah. much useless fucking guy who, who <laughs> Salver Harden half learns from. Like he yeah. kind of listens to him. I mean, he's like, probably there just to get people like Harden to be like, he hey, meant, don't think about it. Well, don't but do that's, anything. That's what I love about that is I am 90% certain that, he put, he sent him there. Harry Seldon put him, made sure he was on the guest list to be like, you have to get someone who has a vague idea so that they're that person who can jump into that role. Like, he didn't know who it would be or how many there would be or that sort of thing, but he was like, I got to get something in there so that someone can make these moves for me. Right. Someone's got to uh, see these like recordings, which apparently only happen once and there's no indication apart from like two seconds before they happen to happen. Yep. It's that's yeah. that's the crazy like yeah there's no alarm system they're not like we say recordings but it's there's a room basically where you go and on anniversaries of like the foundation being formed Maybe. or Harry Seldon's yeah. birthday uh there's like a cube where Harry Seldon shows up as a hologram and speaks the way that Taylor was speaking at the beginning of this episode <laughs> and says like his grand machinations and then just turns off and then it's gone there's no like replay button the well, second one yeah. though was fucking bananas like by this time, you've probably avoided the second crisis. I knew it was going to happen. 
end of message. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, like that's what I'm saying. Like, you said you useless. said plays out his machination, and I'm like, kinda. Even in the first one, he's basically like, it's surprise. It wasn't about the book, although you can keep doing that, I guess. It's really about <laughs> yeah. setting up this thing. And by the way, remember, there's another colony all the way at the other end of the galaxy. But you don't. You don't need to know that. I just wanted to tell you again. <laughs> and then he fucking leaves. And he's like. Yeah, that's in his second crisis, message. I'm sure you'll know what's happening. Uh, Bye. He's like, <laughs> don't get overconfident. You've only created a new balance, and balance is imbalance sometimes. Yeah. And don't forget, there's another foundation. End of message. He's a crackpot. <laughs> yeah. Don't. He's a I mean, don't forget pot. that literally for his plan to work, he can't tell them anything. So yeah, I know, but that's what I love. Very specifically, he has to show up and not say anything. Legally, I, mean, I can't say this, but. I don't think he, well, I don't think he really needed to do those messages, right? Like, that's just him boasting. No, I, I actually, that's the what first I'm one saying about. very necessary. That's what I'm saying. Because that, that's think, what yeah. hands the mayor, like, actual power, um, mm-hmm. which allows it's Harden what, to kind of, like, create the four kingdoms um, yeah. in this next stage of the foundation. Well, under that same law, the second one does let him keep power because they know that if the second one doesn't happen, then his his opponent will, like, usurp him politically. Yeah, it's funny though well, he because uses the it as a bait one, first, also. Yeah. yeah, but like God, that that the end of the mayor section when Harden uh, is like on Anacreon and is just like talking to the very unfortunately named Regent Weenus. <laughs> I fucking <laughs> died a death listening to that. That was they one said his name time. over and Weenus over and over. Scowled again. scornfully, and I'm then we, sure he did. That was one I they, read first, and like, how did they, they rename the ship? Like the, the, the SS Weenus like or whatever. Weenus's glory or whatever. <laughs> the HMS Weenus. On board the Weenus. And I'm like, oh please God. stop. Please but, stop. Yeah. That was one of those sweet moments. And I would love to see an anime of this. Because it's very much like an L from Death Note oh. sort of thing. Um, where he goes like, oh yeah, no, you could absolutely try to take me into custody. Like, I'm absolutely at your mercy. Just, well, just wait one minute like why because then it'll be ni- midnight and all of my countermeasures are gonna slam dunk yeah. you in the face i didn't like, think you would do this five days. minutes yeah. earlier yeah like i love this he stops weenus stops and he's like you don't have countermeasures no <laughs> and it's just yeah hey you, you Dude, might be right only one way my, to find out my favorite part of this entire uh thing but but also salver harden i think specifically is I'm reasonably certain Salver Harden is just a little bit more serious version of Joseph Joestar. The amount of times he goes, the next thing you're going to say is, and fucking does it, and the person loses their mind oh is God. hilarious. Like, That's a, he schools, think... he clowns Weenus the entire, he's just embarrassing him left and right. He's just, I hate you. That's probably one of the best ways to sell these this, this book, and like really the rest of them is, like it is those scenes in anime, like in Yu-Gi-Oh! when... Somebody plays the card and then it's the other person's turn and they're like, you fool. They calmly I have, explain how they've they, been aware. It's, yeah, they like how they, they unveil their whole master plan that destroys their whole their whole thing. But in Yu-Gi-Oh! it's always like they have, they just happen to have a card that you didn't know about. It was so pure luck. Inter- it was <laughs> in this one, you do have to read a bunch of explanation people talking. But then at the end, it's like, no, this all makes sense how I did the flip. That's what I was going to say about this. Also, I think the scale, I think also, I would be very mad at a book that just did all of this. Like if this was just a normal kind of plot, like sci-fi plot line, and it was mm-hmm. all just what you didn't actually know was blah, 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 blah. Yeah. No, what you didn't actually know was <laughs> blah, blah. 
I would be I'd be like this is fucking most boring, annoying tell don't show <laughs> book I've ever read in my life, yeah. and I'm I hate this. One the scale, so you don't have the time. We're like we're sorry, we don't have the time. We have to go another eighty years to show how this also pays off here. Like mm-hmm. that works for me because it gets me away from it it's to question fun. it. And two, it those things those previous ones set up later ones so it does it feels more earned yeah. as you go through like i laughed during one of the i think it's during the ponyets part the 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 trait the first traders, the traders kind of yeah. section thing they go into the harden building and i was just like yes like ah silver <laughs> harden like he gets buildings now like we have you know he's a fucking well, hero dude. exactly like he is seconds it's of cool fucking, to watch the history yeah. unfold yeah. in the real time of it so yeah speaking of which we uh we had gotten you to the encyclopedists that's where like there is like a council of encyclopedists that are running the foundation and like all everything in their society is built around making sure that we're still working on the encyclopedia galactica Salver Harden is like, we need to worry about these four kingdoms that are near us in the periphery because the Empire is like continuing to lose strength, so they're not going to back us up anymore. And his, ar- his argument is yeah. literally like, yes, fine, encyclopedia first. I get it. There's like the other nine tenths of us who live here and have to do other <laughs> stuff. Like, yeah. we need we to think about that, here. guys. You know, not a whole lot of shit on this planet. We kind of got to think about that. Really hard to make an encyclopedia when your entire building slash planet is burned to the ground to make way for a fucking estate for a noble from another planet. We don't think you understand what encyclopedia (laughs) first means. (laughs) It is exactly that, and it's. I love when it's just so clear cut. There's no. There's no reader that's like on Team Encyclopedia Galactica. Everyone's like, like, "Hey, wait a minute! They're villains, and Salver Harden is the good guy, and we want him to win." Um, so, spoiler alert, he manages to usurp the government using, like, very cool, like, tricky, like, get people very to do things. peaceful, nice and easy usurpation of the government. Yeah. <laughs> like, which is, it's the, a which wild is the, moment. Sorry. The, the nice thing is uh, that we're not really spoiling that much because the fun of the book is not, like, ex- what happens. It is, like, the exact way in which he gets it to unfold. So, you were saying, Taylor? Yeah, it's, it's this wild bit where... Harden does it like he gets all the plans. So the, the problem is the Anacreans are about to put a military. The Anacreonians. Base. The Anacreon. Oh, <laughs> seriously. The Anacreon. Because they're Anacreon. So you'd be Anacreonian. Oh, my God. OK, so the Ana- I'm not going to say it. The Anacreans. The Anacreans are about to put a military base on Terminus um, mm-hmm. as a way to like, hey, you guys are a bunch of science guys, right? You don't, you don't really have anything else going on. Cool. Yeah. OK, we're going to take total advantage of that fact. And the encyclopedians were like, well, you know something good will happen. We have utter faith in this and then this, and then no, whatever the original plan is. We got total faith in it. It's going to be fine. And Harden's like, guys, 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 you really have to think about what's happening now. If he could, if, uh, what's his name? Salver, uh, shit, the psycho historian. Harry Selden. If Selden could figure it out 50 years ago, we can figure it out now. We don't have to wait for the box to open. You guys get that we have eyes, ears, and brains that work, right? We're supposed to do stuff. Fuck it. You know what? I'm gonna, I'm just gonna do it. And he does all the stuff and then, um, uh, it's Harden and, uh, Selver Harden, Harry, Harry Selden, Selver Harden is why I'm getting so I had the yeah. exact same thing yep. you had, Taylor. No, no problem. <laughs> they get it all out, and then Selden comes out and like, by the way, fuck the encyclopedia. The six trustees just like all shake. Uh, fucking Selver Harden's hand, like, 
Yeah, sorry about that, bro. You're right. You're the mayor now. And he just <laughs> looks them like dead in the eyes, like you're too late. I already usurped I the government. Well, already we're did it. That is, it, it's a weird because I think that that speaks back to actually Harry Seldon's point and how Salvor Harden is this is the next you know step of this is because Salvor Harden is all about like fucking. You're not actually doing science. You're just archiving what's already happened. You're not actually advancing this society. You're just holding on to the past and doing this ever. And basically, Harry Seldon comes out and is like, yeah, that was just a fucking placeholder so that you could Busy actually work. do stuff. And Salvador Harden's like, I fucking told you. I am fucking, me and Harry Seldon are in fucking mind meld right now. <laughs> it's yeah, super, how fucking on point I am. And it's, it's like, super funny because that little bit about archaeology, when the one, when the last like imperial um, designee or whatever comes and they're having a conversation about like, yeah, I love archaeology. I've read every text on it. Like, oh yeah. Uh, well, if there's like more debates or anything, do you ever want to like go to the places you've read about and maybe see if there's something else to dig up? Like, no, 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 no. The scientific method is I compare all of the literature and I weigh their I arguments decide. against each other and there's truth in between it. And that's super funny to me because that's literally what the state of like archaeology was before like the middle of the 19th century. It's like, yeah, we can figure out where on a biblical time scale ilium was mm-hmm. if we just compare all of these conflicting accounts and put it all together and we should probably be able to know and then like someone dug something up and goes by the way this is real i'm holding it right here it doesn't match like what can you it's right here it's brand what do you new, have new against thing. this yeah <laughs> it's just, it's, and everyone it's a, was really is, mad about that is approach. it also i i could be wrong because i i this, this part was read a little bit a while ago but like isn't it like Earth that they're talking about, or yeah. like an imp- like something one of the planets after? Like he's like, you can just go there and find it, and like you'd find this ancient civilization that had allegedly had all these things. And I'm like, it's hey, the birthplace of humanity. And he goes like, yeah, there's three likely places. You know, oh, I, it's near the, the origin system. of there's they, a planet near Alpha. Know. Yeah, it's like it's near Alpha Centauri. There's one in the Sol system. <laughs> That's us. And there's another one. He goes, like, yeah, it's probably the Alpha Centauri one from the available. Yeah, they get- <laughs> and just like cool. Damn um, it! Y'all are bringing up a lot of interesting things. This is Sorry. one the the uh, the chalk that stuff. theme that like everything is falling apart because we're just focusing on what we already have and not on progress and like new science and like different ways to create. Um, that continues to be a theme throughout every single other book. It really characterizes the demise of like the human interplanetary intergalactic interstellar species, like as a whole. It's a big part in the prequels where like there there's people that are desperately trying to convince everybody that the empire is in a state of decay. And everybody's like, no, we have all this technology. And it's like, you guys don't see that like things keep breaking and we're not fixing them. Uh, yeah, there's a great yeah. moment in there where um, there's a huge like nuclear plant that blew up, and rather oh, than yeah. because it was had shoddy repairs, so the response by the imperial government like no more atomic power, we're uh, we're not going to do that. And Harry <laughs> Seldon is like a salver, damn it, Salver Harden is like you. You guys see it? The reason that they don't they they outlawed it is because they can't fix it. They they yeah. don't have. We're losing the ability to harness mm. the atom <laughs> in real yeah, get- time. You really get to be with the tinfoil hat people as they're yelling, and you just want to yell too. Uh, the the search for the birthplace of humanity that is like the the like the goal of the of like all the sequel books after the trilogy. So that is like oh, after the trilogy. Whole, I was like, the whole focus. They're they're just like on a massive different. fucking. They're on a massive adventure to like go find that for other reasons. Oh wow! Um, Spoiler, so that's, guys, that's it's here. Fun. It's, it's here just, on Earth. you think about it and it's, it, it, 
it's one of those details that always gives me pause. Like, really? We wouldn't keep track of that? And then you think about all the stuff that's totally. huge that we know existed from multiple accounts and we have no idea where it is. You know, just like yeah. so many things from the distant and not very distant past. Like, there's a whole <laughs> gold-gilted room that was in, like, the Romanov um, like palace. Yeah, that we lost the, just like, the Nazis. Yeah. Lost. Like, it wasn't destroyed. They put it on a train. And someone took it off. We don't know yeah. where a whole fucking golden room went. Of course, we can lose <laughs> shit like the birthplace of yeah. humanity. So and that's easy all to on lose that's stuff, on yeah. one planet. You know, like the problem is that they because when when uh, Asimov wrote these things, we did they didn't have the concept of internet, and you can especially when you see more of the technology, you can tell that he did not fathom the idea of an internet. Really, like their communication is not as good as like ours is in the Empire, even at its heyday. Um, so like the, the way that things tra- transfer between planets is not totally clear. Mm-hmm. And I think that is like why they lose things is like every planet right after earth doesn't like earth cause their planet, you know, B right. So they keep wanting to be like, no, we started humans. <laughs> we're the best. And everybody did that. So now there's like a shit ton of planets that all claim to be the birthplace yeah. of humanity. And it's, it's interesting. And it is one of those beauties of sci-fi that it it's sci-fi is never about the future. It's about a moment right now that's being commented on through the vehicle of an imagined either dystopia or like future. Like we we in the crucible of the genre, we examine modern issues and you can kind of so mm-hmm. that like when there are details like, yeah, of course, Asimov, it was it doesn't matter that he didn't predict the Internet. That's not the point of the goddamn book. The point of the mm-hmm. book is that we can't lose sight of something like innovation for like posterity's sake it's dangerous to always be looking back at an imagined past because then trying to hold on to this continually crumbling decaying past you lose sight of that you're not nurturing a future by the way anyone who believes in a false narrative of like history should read this book (laughs) like you know oh but what about the founding fathers i don't give a shit it's 2020 (laughs) phones exist light bulbs exist (laughs) Yeah. So the um, that's how the encyclopedia ends. The one thing I want to mention, I believe it's during the encyclopedia when Harden starts saying his his famous like he has a bunch of like things he says like proverbs. Oh, I've got but the so many big ones. one. I have to the ask big about one some of is, those, yeah. uh, is violence is the, the last, last refuge for the incompetent. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so good. which is a great one, and it didn't like I've you know it's love it because I'm not a, like a violent person. <laughs> um, so that's really what I focused on. Like it stands alone. It's good enough. You don't get the payoff of that one really until all the way at the end of the mayors when he finally defeats his, one of his large opponents in that. Um, it is like, he completely fucking dominates this guy. Rips him apart. He like takes over his yeah. whole empire, like within it right in front of him. And the, the guy's completely, he can't even get his guards to attack Sitting him because in. he's so thoroughly bodied him. <laughs> Uh, and he even has a force field, so when he steals a gun, he starts shooting at him. He's, He's just, just like blocking all the hits, and he oops. has like this holy glowing light of radiation coming off of him because there's a whole religious aspect to it. Uh, oh. And then the uh, his opponent Weenus. shoots himself in the head, Weenus. Um and then he's just like, "Violence is the last refuge yeah. for the incompetent." And like, "Oh, you got him! You got him! Even yeah. in death, I've even got him." <laughs> I I know we've got more sections but i just want to remind us that i've got a whole list of quotes this is one of the most quotable books i have ever read uh um, yeah they just they fucking lick insane. them off dude. yeah just peeling off sick nasty quotes seriously i got i've got like 15 different things on this list and they're all like a sentence and like yeah i, I could see this That's written awesome. on a tombstone <laughs> like it's incredible yeah, probably- like, 
you probably have this one written down. Uh, it's one that is attributed to Harden, but like after his time, it's like in the uh, in the traders. I think they say, but it's it's something like the. Uh, you can't let your ethics get in the way of doing the right thing. Never let a sense of morals prevent you from what doing what is right. Well, I yeah. love that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. All right, fuck it. I'm going to go through some of these because they're so good. Um, it pays to be obvious, especially if you have a reputation for subtlety. Yeah. Um, to succeed, planning alone is insufficient. One must improvise as well. It was childish to feel disappointed, but childishness comes almost as naturally to a man as to a child. That one I loved because <laughs> of how obvious that quote. Yeah. Like, so I don't know why. I loved good. how it was just, yeah, childish for everybody. Not- um, now, any dogma based primarily on faith and emotionalism is a dangerous weapon to use on others, since it is almost impossible to guarantee that the weapon will never be turned on the user. That was good. Yeah, scientific which truth. turns into which I think turns into, and I don't remember him saying it, and I feel like some of the quotes were said on purpose so that you could hear him. Was the an atomic blaster turns both ways, sort of situation, which is from towards the end of the book. Is that Mallow? Did he, did he say it, and we, or did he never say it, and we just take it as a uh, Salver Harden ism, like? I don't think he ever says it in mm. the book. It can be hard to tell sometimes since we're hearing it. That's the problem. Exactly. Like, yeah. But I, I do love that, though, that I, if he never says it and we just hear it later, I actually enjoy that a lot more because it takes on, one, it could just be a simplification of that. Like, it could just be they shortened it down phrase-wise over the years and made it into an atomic blaster mm-hmm. turns both ways. Like, and you can see the evolution That's of the quote cool. into something more, like, idiomatic, just, like, yeah. something you just kind of throw out there. Um, but that it still gets used. Like, that it is yeah. still, those principles have been pushed through the traders and, right. well, the entirety of the foundation. Like I do I do really fast want to say for anybody considering listening to this on Audible or an audiobook format, it is a great one to do because it's almost entirely dialogue. It's very There's, good. like, very little, like... You gotta pay attention because you'll lose. You, you will you lose sight of who fast. is talking. It is all the way through. They are only talking. And they're not chit chatting. They are talking good. specifically about what is happening right now. You know, like, yeah, the econ- it, there's there's a great economy of language in this book. Yes, like, it's super disappointing in later books because they have like awesome <laughs> like war stuff happen with the empire, and they and it's just you sitting there. With a couple politicians on the distant edge of the war, and they're just talking about talking like, about yes, and like this grand thing is about to unfold, and the next conversation's like, yes, it went down like this. I can't like, believe no, <laughs> not again. I, I a brief detour I want to take is the pretext of the or prelude to Dirty Old Man is I counted maybe on one hand the amount of female characters who were brought up yeah. chamberus who the the com uh, the com Com-durus. yeah the commodora commodora Com- um i don't even know if there's any i'm pretty sure it was just that one but like <laughs> at that's first it. i was like hey that's really bad and it is obviously but there's a scene at the end with a guy named with hober mallow i believe it's hober huber or hober, hober. Yeah. hober something like that 
Hober Matt, oh, the, one Hober. of the, like the next Salver Harden. He gets he mm-hmm. gets put over in his Galactica um, verse. Yeah. Like they're like, whoa, he's super cool too, isn't he? Another um, guy who <laughs> wins. Uh, like I love the line. He won the least fought war of all time. Yeah, of like, all exactly. history. He's just like, no, no, no. But we don't have to fight these guys. Trust me. I already, I already took my, care of it, guys. He's also great. Is, it's hard to stand up next to Harden. That, he was the fact that he's as good as he is is a testament to how good he really was like if he was if Salver Harden wasn't there he would be super fucking sick he would be like, mm-hmm. oh my god yeah. he would have been the him. hero of the book yeah. um but there's this scene <laughs> there's this scene where he's about to confront a politician but the setup is him and his politician friend hanging out like basically poolside or like kind of like in this area <laughs> nude yep. wearing quote yes. nothing but their skin like stripped down to the skin nude and his friend puts a cigar in his mouth and lights it, and they just start chatting. And the the immediate oh, thought yeah. in my head was just, just two dudes being guys, just two guys being dudes. Yeah. <laughs> but two like, dudes sitting in the hot tub, like he, five cause, feet apart, because they're not gay. It was great. Like it was so funny. I just I loved that moment, and I you know that it was an intimate kind of thing because they call, because of like, the symbolism oh, the, of putting his cigar in exactly, his mouth. First yeah. of all. Exactly. Lighting his fire. Like when the they're like the politician, the other guy's coming and he rushes on a silk robe. I'm like, oh, so you were having a little moment with your man, weren't you? You and your man were hanging out, being friends, being guys, being dudes, right? Like I have a I have a a (laughs) I love saying just two dudes being guys or just two guys being dudes. It landed a second time, sorry. So I actually have a quote here uh, from Wikipedia on the Asimov page and its limitations sexuality. Asimov attributed the lack of romance and sex in his fiction to the early imprinting from starting his writing career when he had never been on a date and, quote, didn't know anything about girls, which I think is very funny. He knew Uh, a hell of a lot about boys. Yeah. But I mean, also, you know, he's he was sexist for sure. Yeah. He just didn't know what he was. I mean, he. I think it's probably better that he avoided talking about them because I, I want to know say, what he was going to. But I, later, so in and in later books, he does have more females, and it's always more like women, and it is always they're in very powerful positions, and they're always like oh, heroes. Okay. Um, but it is still very much like he just like picked a woman and made them like as powerful as he could, and it is not like they're like carefully interwoven into like just as like. You know, they're not just in the society, right? Like, he clearly oh, is manually oh. doing it, right? Like, he's, like, okay. on purpose trying to fix it, okay. it seems okay. to me. I mean, yeah. Yeah. Well, it's just, like, right. it's, it's just an example of someone who does not, like, go against the grain of whatever is culturally dominant mm-hmm. at the time. Yeah. He does it. It's funny because he does it for so many other things. But, you know, like, <laughs> you, it's, you when you point out these limitations of people of a different period, you just point out, like, they're, they're un- they're unchallenged assumptions, which are the same ones as the assumptions of the culture that they're living in. Yeah. Which is and an interesting snapshot of that to yeah, see, right? like, oh, this is what was happening. At the, like the- <laughs> yeah, and I think Asimov in general, like, had a lot less women in his earlier work and later on, like, kept, like, in his robot series, too, he has, like, some strong okay. women, like, hero protagonists, you know? Right. Um, but... Uh, yeah, it is what it is. I mean, like, like that's why I also wanted to mention that he was like very like handsy with people and like giving people cheek kisses and like grabbing them and like doing you know be a real Diamond Joe Biden about the whole thing. I was gonna say exactly. a real Andrew Cuomo, but yeah, oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. I don't want to. I don't want to make smelling it... people's hair, dude. Come on. 
<laughs> well, he. I think. I think he, he was probably like a hair smeller. Probably. Yeah. I. I don't want to like well, lessen what he's doing. You know. Smeller. No. No. Of course not. Like I don't want to like diminish like the severity of the that impact door. that it had on. Yeah. I want to make it very clear. Like that is the area that he was in. Right. Not. Okay. Um. Not like sexually assaulting women, as far as I saw in the from very what we light. know from what we can gather Seeking in our did, yes. our vast encyclopedic galactica level of knowledge here at are we friends which we <laughs> can pull back from fucking years ago also didn't have any like race stuff jump out but like i'm sure for that time Omer period Mello was a he was described as having brown skin so it could i mean oh, maybe dude was just laying out getting a tan but I mean, um, he was naked he a lot was described he was fully nude quite a bit <laughs> Um, but yeah, like, so like it seemed to be pretty indiscriminate. Like it wasn't. Yeah. To, to it seems. I, I meant. I meant in his personal life. Oh, sure, sure, sure. Oh, yeah, I yeah. was in terms of the book. It seems very. Unless I'm misremembering some. I don't think he just focused. I don't think he exactly. like, really focused very... too much on physical descriptions of people at all. Like he in really the show, just cared in the about show, it is a very you cerebral. Could, you could race neutral yeah. cast it. Yeah. And no, I don't think anyone would have a problem from like a fucking insult nerd book perspective so right. long as you cast <laughs> sorry guys um, who charlie day before. as harry selden i'm fine with whatever else they <laughs> that would be incredible <laughs> i'm pretty sure i looked up harry they already selden. did not do that they made I, it somebody famous right jared harris no idea or not <laughs> he's uh, he is uh I, the reason i say that is because when i looked up harry selden he showed up Mm-hmm. Like his picture showed oh, up. Oh, so I... the guy who was from Mad Men, the one who played Mad Men, Lane. He played Moriarty in the Robert Downey Jr. Sherlock movie. Like yeah, he's he great. Was, he's a bunch of stuff. Yeah, oh, he's, he's going to be very incredible. Good. Yeah, exactly. Like, and especially if they're doing a bit not so really younger, but they're doing some of that prequel shit. I think he's going like to. Very... I feel like it's largely going to be prequel shit, but yes, of course it is. I feel like I also saw Dornick in the cast listing, who is from the Psycho Historians. So oh, I'm not totally sure. Okay. Gal Dornick. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but to finish yeah. out what, what happens Sorry. in this, like, the the mayors, like, it's it's like a whole, like, religious takeover is how we, like, during the encyclopedists, they win by, like, the, the like, having the struggle with the four kingdoms being, like, we supply science to everybody, so everyone will attack you if you attack us. So all he, Yeah, he forces a set of one-on-three situations, because there's yeah. the, the four kingdoms. He's like, Nacreon, everyone has this, so if you're annoying... These three other kingdoms will beat the shit out of you. Yeah. And then the mayor's uh, Anacreon has gotten powerful enough to win the one-on-three situation. So <laughs> that's where, like, he's like, you fool, I did religion the whole time. Religious victory, I win. Yeah, it, and it is great. Like, yeah, remember all that Remember all that science we gave you? Cool. Do you remember, like, all that religion we gave you? Cool. Do you remember who is the only people on your entire planet who know how to use this technology and only know how to use it in the capacity of a religious leader? Yeah, okay, I'm going to just snap my fingers now and just let this all fall into place. I was going to say, the the issue at hand there is basically Salver Harden is able to manufacture a religious event and it's fucking awesome. causes mayhem on an acronym yeah. because he's just like, There's the, on the... I turned like off the, the lights. I turned off the lights and turned them back on at a strategic time, and everyone completely shit the bed and couldn't handle it. And they went, D- "Foundation is what we are now. Imagine, That's all it is. Anacreon's dead. The king of Anacreon's fucking gone. Nobody cares. I'm, it's all foundation all the time." Imagine like <laughs> someone the table bumping in like a seance, but on a galactic scale. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. And that's like and it's, and it's amazing. <laughs> he does it because he does it on the ship Weenus. Uh, <laughs> on like, the good ship wing <laughs> very Venus. far from Anacreon where he where he's at and there's like one priest on there that he gets to deliver a speech like 
he's not there, so he gets him to do it on time because they're just that religious. Well, he, and then like everything yeah. fails like right after he gives the speech because he did it correctly on time. So there's just like the scene of him walking through the spaceship and all of the guards like begging to like touch the priest and be with him, and he's just like, "Follow me." Don't worry. Oh, you so sin good. without knowing you sin. There's still time now that I've told you. All we got to do is turn this ship around. Like, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. Yeah. Which the galactic you, I, spirit. I'm I'm like weak at like thinking about these things on a larger scale because I'm like immediately like oh, done. Religious wins forever. No problem. This is good for the rest of time. This will always work. Uh, and then immediately the traders like the whole problem is that they keep on dominating new planets through religion by trading science to them. But there are planets that are like, you guys are fucked up. We refuse to take any of your shit. Well, it's not even it, it is that it's but it is this sense of like. Uh, and Escone is kind of the last example of that because of the way the great planet Ponyets has to deal with things and get things going. But like by Hobermallow's stuff, they're like, yeah. Planets won't talk to fucking like uh, uh, priests are not allowed on planets because they know what happens when mm-hmm. a fucking foundation priest shows up is everyone gets converted and the planet goes to fucking goes to shape to the foundation. Like every king is everything. Like, Fuck off. It's, I don't want to No, You're not allowed in. And then it has to move to this. It was kind of it kind of made me not necessarily sick. But I was very upset at like the realities of just introducing capitalism into. Yeah. It's, you know what it like, is? It's we the, can um, mass produce goods, and I'm like, oh my god, stop! I don't know, no, no, no. This it's is exactly the Ra's al Ghul speech from Batman Begins. <laughs> it's like, so we tried a new technique. So we tried a new power: economics. Yes, <laughs> just, you know, it's just, yes. It's it. So we're we're skipping right past traders, which I think is like the worst one, and that that one's like pretty simple. So it's just like it just shows you that like it's trade small. is now a thing, and then he wins through like pretty simple trickery. It, that really. one, that one's and it's a much, not. He's not like one of he the heroes of the time. right palm. That is the part where at first, like when I was reading it, I kind of went, I kind of went. This isn't a Selden crisis because I assumed no. we were just going to be only on Selden crisis. Yeah. I think it might have been in some way because of its. Or maybe it wasn't, but it led to the next... Like, it was a very clear point that led to the next one because it produced this reaction that you see later of, like... And, you know, if it wasn't clear from before, Escone certainly proved it, of, like, it showed the end of that religious influence in the scope of the history. It's like the second parts of the Caribbean movie. Like, it's good setup for the third (laughs) It's necessary for the rest of it. But, like, it's crap to watch on. It itself isn't exactly fun to watch. Yeah. Um, That one's a very big... He thought he was doing this, but I knew that he was thinking that I was thinking about doing this, so I did this, and that's how I set up beating him. And I'm but like, it is, it's is very like only person one, to person. This yeah. is the only one where I felt like, yeah, okay, because uh, like there's the that what's his name, the master, um, grandmaster, the grandmaster of this planet. He goes like, uh, he goes, we don't take any of your heathen technology. Like, are you sure? I've got one that makes gold right here. You don't even have to tell anybody. You can just have the gold. Yeah. Like, it's literally not any different. And all of the Grandmaster's friends are like, or like underlings are like, no, it's been from a poisonous source. Like, no, hold on now. <laughs> let's let's hear him out. And let's so hear like, what he has to say. Cool. I mean, so I gave him the gold machine. And then his buddy goes like, yeah, but you don't get it. Like, it, that's not the technology. We wanted them to worship the technology. And now he's just got the gold. Like, hold on a second. Wait for it. 
I put a recording device in there. So in case anyone ever tries to like, I don't know, be backwards or whatever, I've got a recording of him and he was blown by it because he'd never seen one of these before. The Rube. So now he gave me everything I wanted and we took over the planet. The, Just well, Nixon the style. That. But the, the, the thing I will, I agree that it is like, it's very it's the smallest scale one i will say that like it is very much just this planet and this sort of situation getting this hostage situation done but i do think that it is it is that shift from religion to economics as the bargaining Mm -hmm. chip and it is like you watch the sort of dogmatism kind of leave because he goes he he uses that the dogmatism as the negative which now it, it for the next scene it forces any of that away. Any of the people who are religiously dogmatic are fully dogmatic and will absolutely not. There's no weak links who just want gold anymore. Like, cause he, he sells the gold to the grandmaster, but he gives the device to the underling who's going to, who could potentially become the grandmaster later. Right. And that's right. who he blackmails mm, with. It. That's because he right. goes, he goes, I'm going to give you the, I'm going to give you the device but I'm also going to record our conversation of me giving you the device so that you're fucked. And then it changes the whole dynamic on the planet and through the rest of the galaxy. Um, There's a, the small thing yeah. is I love how simple and logical it is that gold completely changes in value when there's different planets that produce different amounts of metals. Yeah. I yeah, like the, really cool. like the 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 money. He's surprised that gold is, is their steel. currency. Yeah. I yeah, love like, when, when Pontius is like, they use gold for their medium of exchange money? and Gorov's like yes i How know it's, it's weird isn't it oh i love so like um, when the anacreans originally come to terminus like so Anacreonians, um, but okay whatever it's, it's so much better to say anacreans like it's so much better the uh anyway the anacreonians or whatever come and they're like so um we're just gonna let you guys know that we're gonna you know pretty subtly take over your planet we're gonna so, pile drive uh, your planet into- <laughs> yeah, well, don't worry you'll get some protection out of it all you got to do is pay us protection i mean taxes like what do you got like well we got wheat and potatoes okay that's cute but like what about gold no no we don't um, have any of that you don't have any don't of have that any. here look yeah. at our money what the fuck is this like that's stainless steel that's what our <laughs> coins are made out of we, we all we have got it. to make <laughs> coins <laughs> They put us on a barren planet. Dirty nothing planet. A monastic planet to be scholars for a bit. We yeah. we make an encyclopedia. Do you want encyclopedia? Because we've got plenty of that. Got a couple of paper paper mills out there. <laughs> you guys are I, in need? I did not assume that it would be a paper encyclopedia, Galactica. There are parts only of this I where did. I also did, but that's only because, and it was because of other things, that I went, yeah, this was written in the 1940s. That is like, a good... the amount of microfilm and like you know the little tubes yeah. i'm like yeah motherfucker they would have had something else that's what i always point. assume it's going to be like microfiche or <laughs> for some reason i always feel like they figured out ipads a long time ago and like not not much besides that things go on the ipad like single use ipads i think yeah, have yeah, always like been a thing in sci-fi like the star book trek is, loves an, that prop yeah it's an entire ipad that holds one book you know yeah, yeah, it's just like the imagination went to like a book, but digital. And like, yeah, okay, you yeah. guys are almost there, but we're gonna so need, close. we're gonna blow your mind. Like, yeah, okay, that one thing holds all of the books. Like <laughs> every, the doors every, every, every book. <laughs> oh well, then it would need to be way bigger. No, <laughs> yeah, you're not. Like, you're not in a state. All right. <laughs> no, 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 no. no. Um, it's crazy to think that we have like our brains are so similar to people before they had all this technology, and they just would not be able to understand. Yeah. Well, it's like um. 
the orange catholic bible in the dune series it's the Mm -hmm. he has such a like an intense description of how they got the book that's so teeny tiny to hold all of this information like the pages are electrostatically charged and when you put it in the right place it pops open with a giant magnifier so you could actually read how small this print is like cool love it very creative love where your head's at but you know a screen like you know when words show up on tv but it's just the same thing. thing Um, I did the only, I guess, brief comment about this book in particular, and it would, I assume it will be different in the, uh, in the, the next two books of the trilogy, but that talk about progress is very interesting because this book is essentially spending all of this time to get back to quote unquote normal. Like, a lot of the book is about reintroducing and reintegrating atomic technology into society as a whole. Mm -hmm. I know it's on a galactic or interplanetary scale, but, like, a lot of it is about, you know, that first part is giving atomic weapons and recharging, you know, atomic power and, you know, holding it back to those who are politically against us and then using that to gain more political power. But, like, by the end, you know... Hober Mallow's whole war is a war of inconvenience of I'm going to turn off your dryer or I'm going to make sure that your fucking butter knife doesn't work. Yeah. (laughs) All of your technology, it planned obsolescence. Like three years, you're going to need a new one and there's not going to be one. So you can keep waging war. Yeah. Oh God. And he has this shitty line, but then like when all of the wives hair dryers (laughs) stop working, we've won the war. Like not a great way to describe that Asimov, but we get the point. Thanks. No, I mean, it, it, it does illustrate the point pretty effectively. I, I don't know what I think of it because it's kind of just raw thought sort of going on, but like, it is interesting that an entire book about you should be progressing is re progress. Like it is getting, back to stuff it's not actually moving the technology forward it is simply regaining that technology or like re-acknowledging it i I don't know that is really a really great point um especially that point like how quickly certain technologies become necessary um Mm -hmm. to the point where like access to the internet is largely considered now a human right just because like this Mm -hmm. is the like this information is what connects us all and you can like it's despotic leaders that have the power to turn off the internet in their countries. That have Whereas, massive firewalls that block information in it, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And that's almost like a hallmark of some sort of authoritarian now is someone who has power over the internet for a people. Uh, and just, but that, that type of social or nationalistic control was inconceivable 25 years ago. Like mm-hmm. that wouldn't, you wouldn't consider like, so what I can't watch an electronic email come through my AOL inbox. That doesn't really affect my day to day life versus now. Like how do you literally conduct a life? We are recording this over a live video. We couldn't stream. do this. Yeah. The internet yeah. Right now. He touches on it for a second accidentally during uh, <laughs> the end of the mayors when he's like unveiling his plan to Venus and he's like, and Venus is like, well, fuck it, I'll just get the entire military to attack all of the temples and you'll be done. And he's like, okay, how are you going to call them? You don't have any phones. Yeah, I you have nothing. all off. I turned everything off. <laughs> you fool. Uh, yeah. Yeah, it's know. just like, that's what, unfortunately, the foundation is just dominion energy. Like, it's just like, no. oh, we, we flipped the switch, guys. No, you know what they are? They're Comcast. Like, I'm sorry. <laughs> You didn't. I'm so sorry. You had a problem with what now? I'll go ahead. Just check that download speed again. 
12? Oh, it can go lower. <laughs> we can make it go lower. There are numbers that are lower than 12. So I want you to think how you're going to talk to me. But I pay. I pay. You pay what? You pay for us to let you have internet. <laughs> Nobody else comes to the building. (laughs) Which is, oh my God, it's the most glorious thing in the world right now. We just had the conversation like, oh yeah, um... We're just gonna get different internet. We can do that now, and it's it's one of the most like raw power feeling. Like, yeah. like I can control a huge aspect of my <laughs> life I've never been able to control before. Yep. It's incredible. <sighs> Is there anything that y'all want to say about the Merchant Princes before we close out? We didn't really talk about that one too much yet. That's the one that I remember the least. So I only was- think of two dudes being guys, being dudes, being guys. <laughs> I like I mentioned it <laughs> I mentioned it at the very beginning of the episode um that this the larger trajectory of what Asimov's or like psychohistorically happens to societies and what happened to the Imperium um uh, takes from a couple of different things and what I like is the history of the 16th and 17th century in specifically England but also in continental Europe is the development of capitalism and the necessary secularization that kind of moved to the creation of the nation state. Like it's a very, it's a very popular mode of history to like understand right. this new, it, it, what, what it was in England at least. Cause that's the one I know the best. Mm-hmm. It was the development of the gentry, which is a non landed, but very wealthy new class of people who don't have titles, but increasingly wage more influence because they have money. And like as much as people want to claim that, <laughs> anything else is worth as much as money it's just not you know so like all these you know the church of england started having a little bit of trouble because it's tied up with the nobility this landed aristocracy suddenly doesn't have the power it does because this guy just this other guy who's like i don't know i was a blacksmith but then i opened up a company and i discovered (laughs) one spice on some island on the other side of the world and now i'm gonna buy your house i I don't care if your family has lived here for 400 years what's that worth what's what's that worth when i can write a check yeah but it like that it's funny to see that played out on a galactic scale. So I think that Asimov here like in like all good sci-fi has a really good grasp of like general trends. Like yeah, this is perfect. It's it's close enough to history to be very believable. And then when he talks about like why the empire specifically is going to fail on Trantor, it's like, it's overly bureaucratic. It's, you know, it's overly administrative and it further and further gets away from whatever the point of this empire was in the first place. Now it's just, God, we're putting out fires and Dutch boy in the dam with all these administrative issues (laughs) while the whole thing comes down. Like, Oh, that, that certainly doesn't ring a bell. (laughs) It's it's, uh, a, at all. It's tough as a leftist because it's just like, yeah, down with religion. Uh, oops. Oh, but <laughs> whoops. Yeah, but what, what's the religion that came up after it? Oh. Um, the only thing from a literary say, I did enjoy the bookends of Trials being at the beginning and the end of it. Yeah. Well structured. And using yeah. the trial kicking off a new wave. Both Trials kick off waves of change because presumably after this, there is another massive shift with the whole right. Merchant Prince gimmick. Um after he sees his, because he becomes, or his goal is to become the mayor and the primate. I think he does mayor. do it because at the end of it, that's sort of the thing. By the way, when the guy said the end on the book, I was like, oh, fuck. Like, hey, hey, if it's like, old enough, you're allowed to do that. Exactly. No, but I was just like, damn it. I wanted, I need to read more of this now. I, so that, that is like the last thing I want to close on is like, I would not make you guys read additional books in this series. Cause I would it, read so, the second one. 
that's the th- what I want to what I want to sell you on is I think it would. I loved this first one. I can imagine it would get boring if it was just more of the same continuously. But the the following. <laughs> In the trilogy, at least, the next two books each have something, like, really cool going for them. Uh, Empire and Fo- Foundation and Empire has, like, first of all, it's, like, in two parts, I told you, and one of them is, like, Empire versus Foundation. Can, like, this whole idea of the Selden plan really stand up to, like, full Empire attacking it, you know? Uh, and then the next one, I, it's, like, I'm really thinking about how to say the right amount of stuff, but it is, like, <laughs> if... Like, there are rumors about, like, a new warmonger called the Mule and whether he possesses, uh, like, sufficient, like, individual-level power. Like, like they they suspect that he might be some sort of, like, superhuman and whether that is enough to disrupt the Selden plan because it is a single human with enough power to change something. That's interesting that we suddenly wrestle with... Like the Ubermensch theory or the, mm-hmm. well, it's kind of like the foundation of fascism, right? Like the single individual can do something like shape the nation or, you know, that single individual is the one who interprets the nebulous nonsense of like the will <laughs> of the people, whatever the fuck that means. But that's always like, that's, I don't know, that's another <laughs> great, I would love to see how Asimov treats that because that was obviously, you know, in the 40s, something that we were worried of. I mean, this book was published in 1942. Say. Like, all right, on the mind, on the mind. A couple of these guys around right now. Like, yep, is, is yep. history is history just, you know, these single individuals? Or <laughs> as we're slowly realizing now that it's not that we beat Hitler, is that we beat all of the Germans, you know? Yep. Or, or like, mm-hmm. you know, it's... So it's, it's, it's a whole different vibe because this one is, like, entirely about avoiding violence. And Foundation yeah. Empire is all war and violence, oh. which I love. I, and then, and then, yeah. second foundation. I won't say much more besides that the the second foundation is in like a lot of ways the complete opposite of the foundation, um, hmm. and is like, it's it gets far more cerebral and it is it is like Death Note is what I will say like the type of like machinations that are going <laughs> on like the way that people Ooh. second foundation is hidden you know so there is like this massively complex game going on between them which is amazing. All, all I'm hearing is that Foundation, just by our analysis of this original book and your descriptions of the subsequent books, is Foundation is actually the foundation of anime and <laughs> nothing else. Dude, this would crush as an, an, as oh like, like an yeah. anime miniseries. I thought about this several times reading through this book, like different genres that this spent. book should be adapted into an anime. Absolutely one of them. Like whoever described yes. it, like the Joseph Joestar moment of... Like what Sal uh, Salver Hardin does, the next thing or you're like say Hober is... Mallow also does. It's just, just like... oh my god, the the trial shit that Hober Mallow does. Like okay, first thing in my defense is everything the prosecution said was absolutely right. But wait, there's more. But also, but also, totally wrong. <laughs> totally wrong for this reason. <laughs> and then like people pick him up and sh- out of the trial and just like yeah, you are so right god we thought oj got off but man did you get off there is there there was something and I, it might be our political leanings kind of shining through but i did like hober mallow is very interesting and fascinating and an incredibly um i can't think of the word but like he is just oh enigmatic like he's just an incredibly like oh charismatic fucking not enigmatic charismatic figure that i want to look at and watch and have things i had a very negative like unsettling note at the end of the book with him because of how like 
mercantile and capitalist he oh, it's awful. Yeah. Like, a lot of that, I was very, like, oh, like, I know I the Empire's think... gonna continue, but, like, I don't know if I wanted to now. <laughs> I don't think upsetting. Asimov is, is, like, super pro on him, because he does just kind of kick his feet up and is yeah. like, yeah, I only care about number one. It, and okay, that makes more like that. Maybe the author was also a little negative on him because I did get that vibe, and I feel like that was on purpose. Like it, it was this weird. The future is happening, but is it the thing we want it to be? <laughs> yeah, it's, but again, like they're only. What is it that Selden says in the second one? Like, cool, you are. 150 years into a thousand year plan right yeah. now. Yeah. Buckle up. Totally. You know, buckle exactly. up. Exactly. Like yeah. that's that's also why I want to look at more because I'm like, yeah, we got like a taste. We got like a bite. We got a, we were on the appetizer. We we're not even at the entree yet of yeah. a thousand years before another empire arrives. Yeah. So I I I definitely the original trilogy I think is like worth going through if mm-hmm. you like the, the That's why I love that this first one is so short cuz you can take a peek. It is not I don't think it's a lot like other books, you know, like you can't just trust that you'll like it, right? <laughs> it is not something that I think would be for everybody. Um, but I think it is like pretty accessible and it's a good it's a good way to find out like if you'll actually enjoy going through the rest of the trilogy. I, I would wager if you are a fan of sci-fi, almost of any kind, uh, like that's really what took me in the first bit, like the psychohistory bit, like, oh, wow, this just slaps of classic mm-hmm. sci-fi. This is fucking dope. People yeah. are smoking in space all the time, which is always a plus for me. Mm-hmm. But like the descriptions are really v- cool. The good vegan oh, tobacco. That was another thing. Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> Planet Wide City. Cool. We just Coruscant uh, took Coruscant, that right off. Yeah. Uh, there was a George couple Luke of those taking things. frantic notes as he. <laughs> yeah, there was. Like, it was like shit like that. Just oh fuck. Okay, cool. I see where all of this comes from in various. You know, I thought it was Jules Verne. Like no, 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 no. Way more like right on the nose, right there. All that shit is. In <laughs> they have. Foundation. They do like multiple times go back to Trantor and you see like what nice. has become of it. Like what oh. it is like back in its heyday. What has becomes of it after the Empire and it's just mm. like so cool. The state of decay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Cannot. Wait, I'm gonna read the rest of these. Fuck, I was gonna cool. say I'm at least if gonna y'all give are reading the them, one a then shot, like... I will literally like listen to them again because I actually fucking love these. And I th- they're just so entertaining and they just go down so smooth. That's the real the real pitch for me on this one is its accessibility. It is such an easy read on au- or listen on Audible. Mm-hmm. Like we're not sponsored by them because fuck them, yeah. but. Uh, <laughs> Like it is a very easy audiobook listen sort of thing. Yeah, well, we don't need Merchant Prince Amazon to get any more money. <laughs> Merchant <laughs> yeah, Prince, that was the Jeff other one. Bezos, like, who is an absolute Merchant <laughs> Prince, like oh no 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 no. Yeah, like, there's um oh god, there's a great book. Um, it's it's like Foundation. Jennifer Nike or something oh. like that. Um, fuck, I, it's Jennifer name of a company, mm-hmm. and it just talks about it. Uh, it was written Tim in the Apple. early 2000s. The dystopia is that people's last name now belong to the company that they work for, oh, and the no. main character's name is like Jennifer Nike oh, or no. something like that. And yeah. just like yeah, anytime okay. it's mm, yeah, it hurts whenever we see capitalism blasted into the future. Just like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, the Chome Company is going to be one of. <laughs> One of the biggest powers it's in the gonna universe. going to be massive. Yeah. Okay. So. Chome day, free delivery. Cool. All right. Going to be great. <laughs> oh, no. But, all right. On the topic of foundation, are we friends? 
I'm I'm gonna go solid yes because like we we like even hit the same notes throughout with like the traders being like the less good one and like what parts we liked and didn't like had problems with and everything. Yeah, lockstep, lockstep. Big I time. was gonna say this is a pretty full like. There's some yeses that are whatever that are like yeah sure this is like a full bodied yes like I don't know everybody the the fact that I brought up vague points and everybody went yeah that was, that's a good point I like <laughs> that, that is a good it point Brian made me go mm-hmm, that was I, a good point I Brian um, I need validation you guys like me right <laughs> now I'm very excited to watch the Apple TV show so I that we not. can like completely pick it apart and be like wrong for this like, reason and this reason and this reason. <laughs> There was one more quote that I truly loved. Um, it was in the Psychohistorians. Um, shit, what the hell? Harry Seldon. Sorry. Mm-hmm. Harry Seldon says, call it what you want, statistics or math. Call it an identification with that mystical generalization, which we have come to call man. It's just like, <laughs> oh, that was so fucking red. Like, in the Twilight it. Zone. Yeah. <laughs> in- the yeah, zone. It's the it's these old timey people know how to fucking deliver a quote, you know. Well, it's just like an entirely un like an entire type of author that is unimpeded by irony. You know what I mean? Like I don't have to yeah. be embarrassed about how cool this is gonna sound. Like, yeah, I don't yeah. need to somehow prove that this is gonna be cool. It's just gonna be cool. I'm simply going to be cool. <laughs> yeah, just that not saying shit ironically, always speaking in earnest. It's just like. You do have to be cool to do it or else then you get really, really lame really fast. Correct. Well, that's why there's like but it's a doable. couple of these yeah. authors. Yeah. Yeah. That's what there's a reason they rise above the rest and everybody gets to read their books even now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Probably a lot of crap that came out. Back probably then. a lot of dudes who trying to do that and it did not work out. Yeah. That's why like, I'm trying to think of like, yeah, my favorite sci-fi, like Ursula K. Le Guin, Robert Heinlein, Isaac Asimov, Frank Herbert. There's like four other guys, you know, like in and the 20th it. century yeah. that could write really like specifically dope and powerful words about statecraft, and the rest yeah. of them, cheese dicks, absolute fucking <laughs> cheesers. The last thing I'll say is, uh, it wasn't done on purpose, but uh, all of Asimov's stories are like really cool in the same kind of way, where it's just like it's not so like narrative focused. Just like, oh, this situation that they're in right now is like very cool to think about, like just as a situation <laughs> unfolding. But his uh, his like he does all the AI stuff that you probably don't the robot even, series. Yeah, don't always realize is attributed to him. Um, but all of his different series and all of his stories and everything like are on one giant timeline. So the la- like all the, oh. the 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 robot series like all that robot shit happens. Then the short story, the last question, which if you've read, you know, there's like kind of like a universe restart that happens, and then the Foundation series happens. So Whoa. it is like that oh, is like sick. in there and it is all one timeline. MCU eat your fucking heart out, dude. Yeah. yeah. It's like so Cos- Brandon Sanderson does the Cosmere. I only mention Brandon Sanderson because he's like a very popular writer right now. Well, I like Brandon Sanderson. I, but I, don't get me wrong. He has his virtues and I really he's like, I like right the Miss Bo- uh, the Mistborn series. <laughs> Mistborn's um, very good. Or Elantris, his first book. I liked Elantris. But he's another one who just like, yep, one universe. No idea how it all ties together yet, I, but we'll get I there. I have the Way of Kings sitting on my fucking bedstand, but it's so big and I'm just like, I can't take this. Is that, it was the... Shout outs to my gay porn career going down in flames <laughs> because I just said it's so big I can't take this. <laughs> <one>. Finished... <laughs> He finished uh, Robert Jordan's series, right? He finished Brandon the wheel, uh, yeah. wheel of Time. Yes, he did finish that. Yeah, I know apparently big good reviews. I don't know fans. the, I don't know the uh, thing, but apparently everyone was like, "Yeah, it's good." 
So. Yeah. I mean, the Asimov's thing is like, I'm pretty sure fans were like, oh, I bet I, if you, does it work like this? I bet I can tie all your stories together. If it does it like this, he's like, yeah, sure, kid, whatever. Why not? Yeah. It yeah. Is, it's not, it's not like perfect, but you can like. Sure. He, he agrees that, yeah, like that's canon now, but it is very clearly just kind of massaged into place. I feel like a lot of the stuff is disparate. I mean, I have to read stuff like I wrote, you know, and I have to go through everything, but I feel like stuff is disparate enough that you can go, sure, why not? Like, but he doesn't like know like wavy. large scale galactic things that it is a yeah, little difficult that's to a make. Yeah. That's why I think like events like the last question where there's a universe restart. That so helped. it can like, work. <laughs> Because you'll notice in Foundation, there's no robots. Yeah. Fair. And robots yeah, yeah. are all over the place in the robot series. So you so, think that they, yeah. Okay. At least there's no robots yet. Yet. I love, it's just like uh, Dune. It's no robots. Like, one must not make a machine in the in the shape of man's mind. No, no, no. Mostly. <laughs> uh, but uh, there's... No, I love this shit. It's something like uh, Tolkien does it too. Like, don't let canonicity get in the way of an amazing universe. You know Dude, what I mean? Like, rule of cool. Like, it. Yeah, just, like fucking I Tolkien love and rule all. Of cool. Yeah, rule of cool. Like Tolkin talks about a couple times. Like, yeah, like in some <laughs> letter, like Blue Wizards probably did this, and I think they really did this. Actually, like towards the later, like, I don't give a shit. I wrote you know great books. Like, fuck yeah. yeah. Well, why, well, you're asking the wrong questions. But we're talking about it. <laughs> I know, right? Like, I, I like that with Asimov too. Like, yeah, it's all one universe. Mm-hmm. I don't give a shit how it goes sure, together. Why not? That's, that's, shit, you know, I wrote, I wrote a bunch of let... stories about robots that pretend to be human. Like, cool what do you want from and me? Human stuff oh, and robot. Yeah, whatever. Reminds me something I wanted to plug for us um, because I watched Real Steel. Speaking of robots, I got yes. I, watched, I had Emily watch Real Steel for the first okay. time. And that so movie is good. so. And this is kind of came on because I watched The Iron Giant by myself. Um, yes, the last weekend day I go no following. Wept, wept <laughs> like a little boy child uh, during so Iron Giant. Bad. That movie was way too close to home. Hearing the voice of I'm gonna assume it was Vin Diesel doing the the robot. Yeah, it was. Uh, really, it there's was a Vin deleted Diesel. scene what? of The Iron Giant that is him on another planet causing genocide, and I'm like, why did they delete that? Because it's so brutal, dude. But it's just well, like hearing him. It's just hearing him say like I. I'm not a gun. And I'm like literally (laughs) yelling, crying on my couch. So which got us into real steel. um, Because like a very, a very, a movie like, okay, absolutely unambiguously. They will even tease the fact that this robot might be alive. This thing has no soul. It is buckets and bolts. That's it. But the reason I bring all this up is um, um, on robots. There's a movie that I really want us to watch. It's called Doomsday. It's a South Korean movie. It's split into three parts. And the first part is about an AI, like a general AI robot that works, that is, you know, like sent to a Buddhist temple to do all the cleaning stuff. Okay. And it achieves enlightenment. Yes. And it's a huge problem. Uh, (laughs) And I've seen the trailer for it and it's fucking, it looks fucking rad. Yeah. Delicious. Yeah, I thought that would be like, okay, let's just yeah. like put a finger on so totally. many different things. So, yeah, keep a look at it. It's going to be a future episode, yeah. boys. Okay. Real fast, need to say, we've got to do a Real Steel episode, and it is just, I will never forget. Never seen it. There's this. There's a shot of a robot looking into a mirror because he got left that way, and it's it's slowly zooming in like it's about to finally. It's near the end of the movie. It's about to finally reveal that they are sentient. And then nothing happens. There's no life behind the... What is it? I said the the first time we watched it, we were sitting in your house, and I just immediately like because it takes a while, and you it's just slip in there. Long like, ass time. I am Debbie, and I am alive. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing. Dude. Oh my god! Completely dead robots. I love it. They're so oh, awesome. Man. 
Okay. Yeah. Oh, you would also love it, Brian, because it's definitely just pro wrestling robots. The movie, say, it's fucking, the movie it's is fucking incredible. Much... Yeah. And then oh. we got to find a way to get the real steel video game to work again because that game is also incredible. No, you have no. Chance I have tried that, to a, find a for effort. I appreciate the. Does someone still Xbox. have a device? Okay, you yeah. still have a copy of it because I'm trying to see if there's a ROM out there because it is the best boxing game of all time. <laughs> no, it was. You get to control truly... each limb individually, Brian. You have to be quick. You got to really learn to box, dude. I'm telling you. Sounds great. It was actually. incredible. You. That sounds very good. And then you get you can like just because the robots you there are some like you can preload <laughs> some combos in there. Mm-hmm. So you do all this really intense like and then you got your opening quick smash it in and then you get this nice oh 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 oh, oh robot bits going everywhere and I've, I've never incredible. seen like better a better example of like skill being able to overcome like a larger opponent like where you just have to be quicker and lighter on your feet. It's oh. I, we're going on long, so I won't keep going on real steel the video game. But I'm telling you, we're gonna have to do a real steel episode eventually. Uh, we all know it was that. funny because like Jorge's robot got so much bigger and mine got so much smaller and faster. <laughs> By was, oh, like, in terms of like as we're learning yeah. to play the game, and it was yeah. it was awesome. Like it it got really fucking cool. As as someone who was playing the new uh, Guilty Gear game, Guilty Gear Strive. Uh, I am happy to completely abandon it for the superior fighting game that is Real Steel. <laughs> Real Steel. Don't know what to tell you, man. I just don't. You know, we got to get John. Um, oh, John will our... fucking eat that shit up if it's any good. Yeah. From a fighting just... episode. Yeah, absolutely. I'm just gonna Google it tonight. There's gotta be. There's someone's got a copy of it. Someone a found a way. It's to Jorge get that alone. Game. I'm. It's only I think Jorge. it was like only DLC. Like I think you had to download it from the store. So if you didn't already buy it, you don't have it. But I already bought it. No, maybe no, that one. Someone didn't come. I don't ripped remember. it. Someone, maybe. someone ripped a copy onto a disc somewhere. <laughs> it got out there. We're fine. We're gonna find we'll it. We'll figure it out. And in terms of finding it, where can you find us slash our sister podcast slash all the other pluggables you have to do, Taylor? Let's Absolutely. Go um, you can find us on realsteelgame.com. I wish. Dot <laughs> uh, <okay. laughs> I'm currently on. No, I'm kidding. Uh, but you can find us on our um, our social media, which is at underscore are we friends, all one word on Twitter and Instagram. And you can find us on our website, which is r dash we dash friends dot real steel game dot com he made us <laughs> <laughs> he got us he boomed us real good <laughs> oh we got man. hardened <laughs> absolutely I have been your psychosexually historical co-host Taylor I am your dude being a guy Brian and I'm still just working and we will speak to you at the next Selton Crisis next week. Violence is the last refuge of the incompetent. <laughs>